It's your girl, Marisa, and you are listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. What's up, Heard That Nation? Y'all have asked, and you've asked, and you've asked, and it's finally open. The Heard That With Marisa online store at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I got the merch. Finally happened. Swaggy tees, amazing hats, other kinds of different merchandise that I got on there. Check it out today. Thank you for supporting your girl. Uh, Fill up a shopping bag with all kinds of stuff. Give away as gifts or keep it for yourself. All kinds of amazing swag and merchandise. Check it out today. Heard that with Marisa.com. I appreciate your support. I absolutely love doing volunteer service. I have met the most amazing people and some extraordinary kids as well. The cool thing that kids will always ask for when I am volunteering is books. If we have books available for them to take home because their passion and love for reading. There's an amazing author out there by the name of Trevor Romaine who has such cool books for kids that are fun and awesome with simple stories that kids can relate to and parents as well. The Trevor Romaine Company has a diverse collection of social and emotional learning resources to help children and their families become healthier, happier, and more confident. All heard that listeners, if you go on trevorromaine.com today, you get an exclusive 15% off your complete order by using the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5 at trevorromaine.com. Trevor Romaine, no E at the end of romaine.com today. What's up, Heard That Nation? Listening in the United States and around the world, it's your girl, Marisa. And let me tell you, what an amazing, impactful, crazy, bizarre weekend of sports <laughs> it just happened and and all of it all of it overshadowed by one person i mean we could go i can go on to talk about the great ufc 268 fights that happened over the weekend and uh kumar Usman and uh kobe covington and that one was a good match all the way through five rounds to the end and then kuzman uh, uh kamara Usman retained his title and then Doug Rose and uh, Zhang Weilei, that was a really great match. And Thug Rose retained her title. And, of course, out the gate, out the box, pay-per-view. And, yes, I was one of those ones that paid $69 because 
the two fighters that I really, really, really knew that was going to bring it, and they did. And I was talking to Sean Merriman on Twitter about it, former NFL great, was Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler. And out the box, that, that was one of the trending topics that was going on on Twitter. Uh, I, I wish that their match lasted five rounds for the way that it was going. And Gaethje ended up winning it. Um, all the judges are, uh, in his favor. But, man, Michael Chandler is one tough dude, man. And I hope you, that you all take the time. If you're a UFC fan, you need to pull up that fight, Gaethje Chandler, uh, UFC 268, and check it out. But, no, that wasn't the trending topic that goes on, that went on uh, on Twitter, nor any of the amazing football games that happened. College football, North Carolina came and uh, stole one from Wake Forest, and Wake Forest suffered his first defeat. Uh, Purdue spoiler makers went in and at their, I believe they were at home. Yeah, they were at home. And uh, many people had said in the media and even on college game day that this was going to be a tough test for Michigan State. And I thought it was going to be a lot closer than it was. And Purdue just showed up and showed up in, in a way that it seemed like that they're just getting comfortable of who they are. And it just dominated that game. Shut down Kenneth Walker III that ran over, ran over my boys uh, a week ago, almost two weeks ago, with his five-touchdown uh, gift because the guy still should be considered, in my opinion, for the Heisman Trophy. That was overshadowed. Uh, last night, Monday Night Football, that was such an incredible, ga- incredible game. Uh, the Chicago Bears at Pittsburgh, uh, down to the wire. The refs, complete garbage. Uh, I, NFL needs to take a look at this, this group of referees that was there. I've never, ever, ever, and I, take, uh, and I even put in my Lions the factor it because my Lions has been the team where you see them even walk on the field and a referee wants to throw a yellow flag on them immediately. But 12 penalties went against Chicago. Chicago lost in, in a, an epic comeback for the ages. And I, I have never seen so many ridiculous ghost calls in my lifetime. Uh, the one that was just beyond foolishness, and it's all on tape, and people have reposted it on Twitter, and that was near the top uh, number one, almost the number one thing that was trending on Twitter, was Cassius Marsh. Now, he formerly was on the Steelers, attained by uh, the Chicago Bears, Got to play in last night's game, made an incredible catch. Uh, and then, of course, you know, when you, you made an incredible catch, he did that, you know, that karate high kick, uh, a roundabout, and then, you know, was looking towards the direction, looked like towards the direction of the Steelers bench. Didn't say any words, just, you know, yeah, you know how, you know, you get hype for your team and everything else. Tony Cornette, from what it looked like, and I don't know if I'm saying his name right or not, but the referee, the head referee, Tony Cornette, mic'd up all that. From when you look at the, at the video, uh, Cassius March was running back to the, his bench, his side, or, or whatever he was running back to, and it looked like uh, the ref stuck out his elbow. No, I'm going to say it. He stuck out his elbow, hip, all of that. It seemed like on purpose so that Tony Cornette can run into him. That happened, and then he throws a flag for taunting. 
Have we gotten really soft in the NFL refs? Have we, have we really gotten soft? Like, it's just like you can't look at somebody. You can't. I mean, obviously, we know the difference of an, an actual 15-yard penalty if somebody puts their hands on somebody or fighting or, you know, someone grabbing a helmet, horse collar, that sort of thing. If you're a football fan, obviously, you know what penalties are what. But I have never seen so many penalties of invisible tackles and invisible taunts and... The, you name it, it unfortunately happened to the Chicago Bears, and I felt partly for sorry for them because that happens to my guys all the time. It happens to the Detroit, uh, Detroit Tigers, wrong sport. Coming up soon next, uh, next spring. Detroit Lions all the time with these invisible calls, and it's just like that have yellow flag, they will call it on you. And I, feel, I felt partially bad for the Chicago Bears because they would be driving to score points or, you know, um, trying to trying to make an effort to make this game close, and 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 it it was it was they it, I mean continually shot in the foot, but some of the plays shouldn't have been called a, a penalty. I mean I mean the one that just keeps constantly replaying in my head is the Cassius Marshall one, and then the one and I can't recall the defensive tackle that they called it on, but they were saying that he did an illegal illegal. Um, blocker, illegal tackle right by when they were getting ready to score. I think it was like first and goal, second and goal, one and two. And he wasn't even out of the, 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 the box to, to even tackle. I mean, Brian Greasy went off yesterday talking about it. And it's just, I mean, it, it, the game went on longer than it should have because of the ridiculous amount of penalties that was being, uh, amount of yellow flags was being thrown. It was on both sides of the field, but unfortunately more so uh, against the Bears. And 12 penalties, at least it should have been five. It was just just ridiculous. And then Boswell kicks a late goal, late field goal, and then they, they end up winning 29-27. Um, Justin Fields, you know, tried to get, run, get his team back in. And he was he he looked shaky in the beginning. Uh, I think he found his groove right till, towards the tail end of the second quarter and then finding his groove constantly and keeping his, his bears in it. Um, but it, it was a good game, regardless of the fact if you take out the ridiculousness of the referees and all these ghost penalties that they were calling. Um, it, it was just, but I, but NFL needs to be all on top of these, all, on these referees. And I'm going to find this amazing tweet that Desmond Howard said last night, uh, former Michigan great, former uh, NFL great, um, yeah, Super Bowl you know, champion with the Green Bay Packers. He had said it so perfectly about how these referees seem like that they are bigger than the players and bigger than the game when it comes to such. And hearing the conversation between all of the analysts last night when I was watching this game and, and the, you know, now that they have a, a former referee that they have on site, you know, talk about certain penalties and, you know, is this fair, is this legal, whatever the case is. And the, the referee that they had, and I can't recall who it was that night because I was just so fuming about what was happening uh, in, in, in the game and in everything that shouldn't have been called. But this is part of their training and this is what they're trying to do when they're seeing, you know, some kind of penalty and some kind of, you know, whatever it is. And I just, it, just, it just blows my mind. But this is his, his tweet that he had, had posted. He said... Um, and to the ref, we'll go home, the ref, Tony Cornette. 
will go home and sleep well without having to answer for his foolishness. Players and coaches will have to face the music. Why are officials above the game? And that's what's happening. And that's what's happening. And it, it was like an hour chat that I had because I had to answer this. I was like, when are they going to be held accountable? When is it that they're going to not stop being protected? Players, coaches can't even talk about the officiating because, my God, they'll get fined. More, you know, you can't do it in the NBA. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, what's that saying? The customer is always right. But it, it's, it's in referee form, you know? And they don't, they don't get a say about it. It is what it is. They make the decision. They throw the flag. But then after the game is over and after that team is lost in the effort for them to come back, then 24 to 48, maybe 72 hours later, oh, my bad. Yeah, you're right. I shouldn't have thrown a flag. I shouldn't have called that. That wasn't a penalty. That, was, that wasn't a tackle. They were in the neutral zone. They were in the box. Yes, there was not an extra man on the field. I mean, it's an excuse is galore. But when, does, when is it that... The, the black and white stripes are going to be held accountable for their mistakes. It has to happen. This is, this is getting out of hand and it's getting ridiculous. And I'm sorry to, for anybody that is in the refereeing, because I know referees that are, do coach and they are in the professional ranks and everything else. And I'm not talking about them specifically, but something's got to be done. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And... Um, when, when, when does it end? But that is not the top story that's been going on whatsoever. Odell Beckham Jr., you know, finally uh, out of the Cleveland Browns and, you know, off of, no one signed him on waivers. So now he's a free agent. So the question looms, where should he go? Some people were saying, you know, the 49ers um, and, you know, the media gave their opinions about, you know, he's, you know, toxic in the, in in the locker room and this and that, when I didn't see none of that because there was many players that was on his side and thanked him for the, the, those that learned from him that played the same position as he did. They thanked him for uh, t- taking the time to teach them, teach them to be a, a better player or something that he did. So it's, it's gotta be where somewhere where he's going to fit and, and, and he's going to be happy because we saw similarities of that when he was with the Giants and it didn't work out. And then now here he was with his good friend, Jarvis Landry, and it looked like that, you know, he was going, everything was going to go well. And then the media had said that him and Baker weren't getting along and that Baker wasn't giving him enough key plays in the game. And then just injury upon injury upon injury. And then now his release. And so now he's a free agent. So 49ers could be a possibility. People were sitting there saying the Titans um, the Colts, I mean, there's so many different teams and, and, and names that you're throwing out there where he should go. So the thing is, at the end of the day, beginning and middle of the day, OBJ needs to go somewhere where it's going gonna, it's gonna to work. It's going to be where he feels like he's part of the team. He's going to be part of the, uh, the play scheme and everything. And, and it evolves quickly for both player and team and teammates and coach. Uh, all of that needs to come together. But no, that was not the number one thing that was trending on Twitter. The reigning MVP himself, formerly of Discount Double Check Land. People want to call him the baby goat because, you know, Tom Brady is the goat, to, according to many opinions. Nope, this was the number one talked about topic 
was Aaron Rodgers, and he did not play this past Sunday because he had caught COVID and was in protocol. And so just Jordan Love, excuse me, Jordan Love got his first start and uh, unfortunately did not fare very well uh, with their opponent. And they had lost the game to the Chiefs. And the Chiefs aren't doing that well either, but it was an ugly game, close game, many opportunities, many missed opportunities for both sides of the field. And the Chiefs ended up squeaking out a win 13-7. to And they suffered their second loss. Jordan Love's numbers, 19 of 34, 190, one touchdown, one interception to Patrick Mahomes, 20 of 37, 166, and one touchdown. Neither gentleman was impressive on the field as far as passing is concerned, especially Jordan Love. Um, But they, they, they only scored... In the fourth quarter was their first uh, uh, and first and only score, their touchdown that they had. So, um, but with this, in Aaron Rodgers catching COVID, and I mean, if you've been under a rock, you know that he caught COVID. He does not, he is not vaccinated, even though it was said somewhat that he was when he did, you know, media days and everything else, he was immune and all that, but he didn't go into specifics, anything else. So, you know, we just go on with the flow and all that until this story breaks out that he uh, could not play because of, you know, he tested positive for COVID. So the question lied to, to many of them that all of this, this whole story of how he uh, was deceitful uh, to everyone about his vaccination status. Uh, he was recently on, and I'm trying to find the footage here because I, I just find this conversation quite, quite fascinating. He was recently on uh, the Pat McAfee show and talking about him, you know, he, he obviously was in quarantine the whole entire time. And um, talked about how he was surprised. This was a, re- I think that was today's episode. He was, he was surprised about everybody's reaction uh, to, uh, computers acting up, I apologize, everybody. He was, he was surprised about the reaction of people in, in the media having a negative light about him not being vaccinated and couldn't understand why. He, you know, he said that he beats to, he, he walks to the own beat of his drum and that, um, you know, he doesn't, he's not part of, uh, quote unquote, the woke, uh, crowd that says, you know, you must immediately get that and everything else. And there's been so many articles about it. One in particular, I'll, I'll rattle off a few, um, that had, had said that. And I mean, if you, if you were watching and I got, I got, I caught a bit of it, uh, Terry Bradshaw, uh, hall of famer, uh, Steelers great uh, QB and now is on um, NFL on Fox just completely completely uh, went off uh, you know and if you're going to call someone a liar if you're going to call someone a liar I mean they they must have did you completely bad, bad but here's a little bit of what Terry Bradshaw said come to the Naval Academy and learn how to be honest yeah Because that's what you did, Aaron. You lied to everyone. I understand immunized. What you were doing was taking stuff.
that would keep you from getting COVID-19. You got COVID-19. Ivermectin is a cattle dewormer. Sorry, folks, that's what it is. We are a divided nation politically. We're a divided nation on the COVID-19, whether or not to take the vaccine. And unfortunately, we've got players that pretty much think only about themselves. And I'm extremely disappointed in the actions of Aaron Rodgers. Now, I mean... That, he was not the only one that, that, that literally, literally uh, uh, went off. Stephen A. Smith on their, their show on ESPN, First Take, had some pretty, pretty strong words himself. And I'm going to pull that clip up momentarily. But I, I was just, I don't know. I, 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 I get the fact, and I was, I was tweeting with fans, and I was talking to them. I'm like, okay, thoughts about this. What do you think? Because I'm vaccinated. I'm getting, I got the booster. I'm getting the booster uh, soon. And, you know, people have a choice. You know, I've talked to people that have been vaccinated. They believe in science. That's the way to go. And they preach about that daily all the time. And then I've talked to people that don't, you know, they don't feel safe getting the vaccine and everything else. That's their choice. So you have people on that side of the fence are saying, well, what's wrong with that? Aaron Rodgers is his body, his choice. But at the same token, too, you got the people that... uh, have seen so many great and incredible things out of this man on the field and a football great, but you got football legends and those that are in the sport that feel like that they have been duped by Aaron Rodgers himself. So uh, I got this clip. I'm going to pull it up in a minute about uh, Stephen A. Smith said that Aaron Rodgers came across as a national embarrassment. I, I just find those words kind of strong. Right now. If Aaron Rodgers is watching this interview, Friday on Pat McAfee's show, whatever day, I think it was Friday that he did that interview. You came across as a national embarrassment. There is no other way around it. It was the most embarrassing performance of Aaron Rodgers' career. Period. There is no denying that. Let's count the ways. First of all, as you said, he could have easily come out and tell the truth. The fact that you went on Pat McAfee's show and articulated what you articulated as extensively as you did, you could have did that back in August when they asked you the question. That is true, right? So when it was an opportunity, I wish I could find the the clip to, to talk about that, that he did get asked that, but he made it be about immunization and that he's immune and so forth. And, you know, y'all can reach out to me and, and put it on uh, my, check it out on my website and put a post in the comment up in the comment section. I heard that with Marisa.com. But he did get an opportunity to, you know, go before the, the media and um, say that, you know, he's not vaccinating everything else. Now, you got players and such. I mean, we could think of Kyrie Irving because Stephen A. Smith went off on regards to Kyrie Irving. And his whole, you know, I'm not getting vaccinated. And then, you know, you got several other players, the same thing. Uh, Cam Newton, that issue that he was not vaccinated, was it most, mostly the reason why he got released from the Patriots? Don't know. But now he is vaccinated and ready to work again. So it seemed like that, that was an issue. But here's the thing. He's not vaccinated, but he's going to be going back to his team and going at business as usual. So is that fair, regardless of the aspect of if, you know, and I hate comparing this to, to such, but 
when it came to Cam Newton, and I mean, I know there was other factors into it. I know that the, that him being unvaccinated and him not going along with the vaccine is not the only reason why. But now that he is, and he's ready to work, will anybody is going to give him another chance? So far, no. But with Aaron Rodgers, you know, once he tests negative and everything else, and he feels better, he gets to go back and resume his position and go get go back to his job. How fair is that? You know, that's a question that is out there that's looming that, you know, I would like an answer to. I don't think it is. You know, if there's rules and protocols and all that that is about the NFL, and I know the NBA has, there's such an MLB and MLS and all the other ones, they must be vaccinated uh, and show record as such, which I believe that it was talked about before the season started or else you do not play. I mean, the one that comes to my mind was that whole thing with Cole Beasley about being vaccinated. And then all of a sudden he tested, I believe he tested positive either before the season started or during preseason one or two, I gotta check out the dates, of, of he was in a COVID protocol. So now you got Aaron Rodgers with that. So Stephen A. Smith also said this. So that's point number one. Point number two, you said you did it lie. Okay, Aaron Rodgers, how about deliberately deceitful? Does that work? Does that work? Because you knew that you didn't take the Pfizer, the Moderna, or the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, and you knew in the eyes of the NFL that was the stipulation under which you were declared vaccinated or unvaccinated. So when you told the media yes in answering yes. their question, you said yes first, then right. you said I'm immunized, you gave the impression that you were vaccinated on purpose. So you were deliberately deceitful. So now he didn't lie, deliberately deceitful. So in other words, duped. We were all duped thinking that he was vaccinated and went along with it when he was doing his press conferences, when he did his post game um, interviews and so forth. We're all were duped. But should he go back to his team business as usual? And here's the thing that I have questions on too. Uh, with that is, what did the Green Bay Packers organization know? Because I know they're going to be held accountable for all of this. What did they know in, th in this role? Did they know that he was quote unquote immune? Did they take his word for it? Or how much of it did they know that he didn't, he wasn't vaccinated, but you know, it's their guy. He's a reigning MVP. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's going to, you know, they're currently before he had to go into uh, quarantine and unfortunately because he caught COVID and Jordan Love was the starter, they were on their way basically to destroy the 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 the, the, the conference that they were in. How much of it did they know? How much of it did they know? That's what I, I I'm just saying. Somebody needs to, to be held accountable. Um, of what took place going on in, in like I meant to say, NFC North, and it drew a blank there. Because um, they was about to run away with the NFC North. I don't see anybody else. I mean, my Lions can't catch a win. Chicago right now is sitting three and six, and Minnesota sitting three and five. So pretty much the, the Green Bay Packers were on their way of locking it up. So I feel that, you know, he's going to go back to business as usual, and this gets swept under the rug, and there's no going to be an accountability. He's going to get fined for it, and then that's it. That's it? That's what we're doing. There's something more that needs to be done with that, and he needs to be held, held accountable just besides a fine. 
just be science of mind. Yes, my body, my choice, and all that. But however, the the NFL, and I want to look that up because I I, I want to learn as well as you, the listener that's that's going on here. And I I learn from everybody, and that's the big thing of this show is that it's fan based. I you know get the opinions of the fans. And, you know, I have majority of them that come on here. They talk about, you know, their fandom and they talk about players and I've had them on there and you all have commented on the shows and I continue with gratitude and appreciate your support. But at the same token, too, certain people shouldn't get a pass because of the fact that they have won championships and they have done well for their team and their team relies on them and so forth. Certain people should not get a pass. Everybody should be held accountable. Doesn't matter what sport you're in. You should be held accountable for doing the right thing, doing the right thing. And yes, you know, he walks to the beat of his own drum. And yes, he, you know, is not, you know, part of the, doesn't catch the vibe of those that are quote unquote woke. And no, he does not believe in science and everything else. And he does things that uh, takes care of his body and everything else. But when it comes to the rules and regulations, you have to follow them. You have to follow them 100%. Um, so I don't think that business should be going back to usual. I think Jordan Love should be the guy right now until something takes place. You know, girl on behind the microphone here at her kitchen table, talking to you all about this. Uh, but this was a, it it still continues to be a trending topic and talked about on social media, on every platform, uh, of everywhere. Of course, Green Bay Packers fans may disagree with me, but I found reasonable Packers fans. It's like, Jesus, will he go and get, you know, vaccinated so we can get back to, you know, him being healthy and he needs to apologize to media and, and so forth and everything else, which I don't think he's going to do that anytime soon. So anybody that thinks that he's going to go and apologize, you know, you can stop holding your breath because it's not going to happen. It's not, it's not going to happen um, whatsoever. So I'm, going, I'm pulling up the, the, the rules because, I just got to know uh, 100% uh, of what it is. So, of course, you know, it starts off with Aaron Rodgers thing and, and, and everything and all that. So, um, so I'm, scroll, I'm scrolling down here, um, and, and the NFL is catching heat. Again, I, like I said, for, you know, okay, we will, you know, penalize this team or this player, but, um, but they're being scrutinized because it's like a pick and choose uh, type of discipline when it comes to that. So uh, USA Today, I pulled up their article because I, I like, you know, majority of the articles that they put out there and they are really good at, you know, doing their research and their homework for the most part that I've seen. So uh, on here it says, do the NFL players have to be vaccinated? It says the NFL and its franchises have strict rules in place about support staff and administration that mandates all employees who have contact with players to be fully vaccinated. A league spokesman from USA Today Sports reported that, said ye, uh, yet players and coaches are not subject to any mandates in large part because of labor concerns. Um, and then it goes on, continues to say, across all major sports leagues, the respective unions have rejected mandates largely because they would need to be collectively bargained. Typically, unions do not want to appear as though they are conceding anything at all during negotiations for fear that ownership and league management would view it as a weakness or an invitation that the players associations, or sorry, players associations are willing to concede elsewhere. This issue is only complicated further because the matter involves what players put into their most valuable assets, their bodies. 
Thus, what Aaron Rodgers had talked about on the Pat McAfee show when he said that he knows the proper things to put in his body and that he's not vying all this hype about uh, vaccinations and so forth when people are just running to go and get vaccinated and everything else. So as of, you know, I think mid-October, there was a number out there that said uh, that 24, a a little over 2,400 players um, were, were, were 22, 2,300 players, I believe. I got to pull up that number to exactly, um, that that are vaccinated out of the 24, yeah, 24, 22 players in the league during that two week period using the league's data. Here it goes. That means that 2,279 are vaccinated and 143 were unvaccinated during the period between October 3rd and October 16th. Now, nearly 100% of the NFL personnel are vaccinated per release. 30 of its uh, NFL, 30 of its NFL 32 teams have a player vaccination rate of 95% or more. And then this story breaks about Aaron Rodgers, who's not vaccinated. So now what? So now, my opinion he needs to be held accountable more so than just a fine, as well as the Green Bay Packers need to be held accountable because I'm not buying the fact that they did not know. They didn't, they didn't know. I'm not buying that. I'm not. Uh, the next game, Jordan Love should start. Uh, and, I mean, I don't know how many more games after that that he's going to start. But if you're going to put rules and protocols and uh, regulations out there, then they need to be followed. They need, to, they need to be 100% followed. Um, I believe that the Packers, and I'm trying to pull it up, I believe they're on a bye, so they're not going to play next week. Um, so, you know, I know that Rodgers by this time will be fully recovered and everything else, and then what they do uh, with him and decision that they'll make. Uh, the NFL, I know, will have, I take that back. Let me run it back. They play the Seahawks at home. My apologies about that. The uh, Packers host the Seahawks on the 14th. At home, that's an afternoon game, um, one of the uh, later afternoon games on, on, on this Sunday coming up. As I said and as I stated and as I stand by it, all parties that knew about this should be held accountable, not just a fine. Uh, some some harsh, harsh things should be happening, uh, some fines, some suspensions, something of that nature. I mean, I hope that the NFL does the right thing. If they're going to set the example, and many of times, and we can go back to the history of many times that they have not set an example as an, an organization that is over all 32 of these teams, uh, Roger Goodell should make sure that him and the powers of be that work under him and work with him should do the right thing and hand down a, the harshest penalty possible. Yes, I said it upon this show, but it, it has to be the right thing to keep people safe to, to make sure that others are not um, getting the COVID, you know, get, getting COVID-19. And, and, I mean, there's a valuable lesson here. So, you know, um, again, he does, he, he makes his choice. That's, that's his choice as his body, as he kept saying over and over again, what he wants to do with it, you know, that, that's him. But there's rules, there's regulations, there's protocols that has to be followed. So... Um, and there was a news um, that just broke that broke two of the players for the Browns uh, are, are not playing. I believe it was Bradley Chubb and another player, and I'm pulling that up too, that can't play because uh, they tested positive for 
COVID-19. They're going to do another couple of tests on them to make sure um, and, and see if they can play this Sunday. Um, but it was uh, running back Nick Chubb and Demetric Felton uh, tested positive for COVID. And that news broke out of the NFL uh, online. So they are going to test them again. Both of them are fully vaccinated. So uh, they're not immediately ruled out for week 10, but they're going to test them a couple of times more uh, within when they test somebody that has been fully vaccinated. For those that do not know, they test them within a 24 hour period and just to make sure that, that the next two tests come back negative. And if so, they're clear to play. If not, obviously, they have to be in quarantine seven days. Uh, so we wish them the best and hopefully uh, they uh, get a negative test and from the, all the signs of it and uh, reading into it, both of the players are fine. No, um, no outrageous symptoms or anything, no, no you know, lightheadedness and those that all come with COVID, lightheadedness, uh, loss of appetite, loss of taste, smell, and that sort of thing. So uh, hope that they are able and ready to go uh, for uh, Sunday as well. So um I just, I just needed to say that because it was such a, a huge, huge conversation. And I'm looking at right now what's trending right now on social media, and it's still up there in the top 10 um, as far as, you know, things that they're talking about and everything else. So um, the media has, you know, said their piece of their thing about it uh, and, you know, see him as a different light. And, you know, it is what it is. And I'm sure that he'll be back on the Pat McAfee show uh, talking about it. And, I mean, who knows? I mean, other media outlets right now express their disappointment. If you want to check it out, you know, you can go on social media or, you know, you can go on the website, pull up Aaron Rodgers' name, and you'll see so many of the, the news media outlets, outlets on NFL and Fox, Fox Sports, uh, ESPN, First Take, Stephen A. Smith's podcast, um, Many of them that have expressed their disappointment. I didn't see not one person support his decision. That is a well-known reporter and media person. I did not see that whatsoever. So um, I'm wishing him the, the fullest of health. I, I really am. I don't have no, and I can't say uh, anybody that is going, going through this that does not, that's not fully vaccinated. I don't wish no ill will upon them. Um, just want them to, you know, recover, a speedy recovery to him. And, you know, think about the choices that you're making and the people that you're putting at risk is all I'm saying. So, but thank you very much, everybody, for listening to the podcast today. If you got some comments, some feedback, hit your girl up on the website, heardthatwithmarisa.com. Follow me on the Twitters. I'm at LovelyMarisaT, as well as IG, Marisa Tigney Podcast, and on TikTok. I'm going to try to throw a little few TikTok videos out there. I'm not video savvy yet, but... I'm on TikTok as well. Give me a follow. Give me a shout. I appreciate everybody's support. And as I always end the show, please be kind to one another. Take care and stay safe. Everything she says is truth. If you don't know, now you know. All you ever gotta say is, Heard that, heard that, heard that, heard that, heard that. Look, all you ever gotta say is, Heard that, heard that.
be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Marisa Tigney Podcast, on Twitter at Lovely Marisa T, as well as Facebook on a social media page, Heard That With Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support. Everything she says is truth. If you don't know, now you know. All you ever gotta say is, Heard that, heard that, heard that, heard that, heard that. Look, all you ever gotta say is, Heard that, heard that.